intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Hey, welcome to the Dog On It Trucking Show. When it comes to safety, the dog is on it. I'm so excited today to have a guest on the show, the guest, Ron Zima, the idle free guy. Let me bring Ron in and I'll give you a real quick interview of his bio. Hi, Ron. How are you? Hey, Chris. Woof, woof, woof. So happy to be here. Uh, that's good. Dog on it. Your, your internet has frozen. I'm so glad to have Ron Zima with me today. Ron is a father of two, originally born in Edmonton, but now I know he resides in Halifax. Uh, he's a leader in corporate responsibility and cause branding, has done work with the Salvation Army, and holds an advanced degree in public relations. Ron, welcome to the Dog On It show. Dog On It, Chris, so happy to be here. Congratulations, by the way, on launching this podcast. Well, thanks so much. I, I'm excited to have, uh, I'm fortunate that I've already got my first several speakers lined up and they're all of great high quality, uh, of which you are the very first one. So this is exciting for me as well. I'm honored. Hey, Brian, let's get right into it. The, the purpose of this show, I hope, is to bring value to the listeners and the watchers, since this is going to be a podcast and on YouTube. So let's get right into it, Ron. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into what you're doing. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, uh, Chris uh, had uh, three distinct careers. One was as a radio television guy. So he used to be on the radio as a disc jockey at different locations, including uh, London, Ontario, not far from you, um, from coast to coast in Canada. Uh, then I was in... Um, in um, sales and marketing in high tech. I was in telecom for quite some time and then got into, uh, uh, took a year off and got my advanced diploma in public relations. And uh, out of there, I was uh, recruited by the Salvation Army to head up their uh, fundraising and public relations department for the Maritimes here in Canada. And what a blast. It was not only such a great cause, but got to know so much about um, good causes and why people support those causes. And along the way, as my kids came along, uh, back at this time, um, um, I was hanging around my kids' elementary school and uh, got into this thing with regards to the environment and idling. So here I am today, the idle-free guy. Well, I was gonna ask, what is the idle-free guy? How did you get this whole thing started? And what type of a movement are you trying to generate? Well, that's a really good question, uh, Chris, because um, it's still um, it's still evolving to a certain degree. But it had a, a distinct nonprofit beginning, uh, so it started at my kids' elementary school. I think you can see the uh, the slide here. Um, let me pull it up, and okay, we'll let the uh, people see the slide. Yes, they can. Sure. So back in about two thousand six. 14, 15 years ago, my kids were uh, in uh, fifth grade, uh, thereabouts, and um, um, you know, I started noticing all the, the cars idling around my kids' school, and I was thinking, you know, this is right 
about the time when the, the headlines were becoming, uh, uh, you know, really noticeable on global warming. And I really was thinking about that because <clears throat> growing up out west, um, I'd been raised by a mother and grandparents uh, who really influenced me. And they were from Finland, from Scandinavia. And, and there, uh, they really treat the environment, you know, with a lot of uh, a, a lot of deference. And um, so I always was very green. I was always very environmentally conscious. But when it came to idling my car, I could have cared less right? <laughs> at this time. I was what you call your typical Canadian idler is what I would call it today. And uh, But I looked around my kid's school and I saw all the idling going on and I went home and did a little research on the numbers and it just blew me away. I, I couldn't believe that so much idling was happening and uh, the metrics behind it. So that blew me away. We started a along with the principal there and a lot of concerned parents, uh, started a movement uh, called uh, the Children's Clean Air Network, which uh, today uh, became a, uh, is today a registered charity in Canada. And it's all about uh, educating folks on uh, reducing uh, uh, unnecessary emissions from idling, improving air quality, reducing uh, carbon um, for future generations. But lo and behold, over the the next couple of years, it was it was tough to get traction. I mean, we had some car dealers involved, uh, helping sponsor schools across Halifax for the first little while. But as anybody knows in the not-for-profit world, uh, it takes a lot of a lot of people, a lot of resources, and um, it's pretty much run like a business. That's one of the things I learned about the Salvation Army, Chris. Was um, the, the most uh, effective causes and not-for-profits are run as efficiently as the best businesses. So. We just weren't getting enough traction, and uh, more and more people started saying, look, uh, including one of the biggest bus operators here in Atlantic Canada said, look, we want a program. You've got something going here that, uh, uh, you know, we've got a real idling problem. So we, uh, I put together a program for this, the biggest tour company in Atlantic Canada, and we cut their idle by 80% as measured by their fleet data, right? So... One thing led to another, and it became, wow, this has really got to become a business. And um, But along the way, we had a lot of support for the first period of, the, of, this, of this movement, uh, not least of which was, um, you know, the Olympics in Vancouver endorsed us. And we had an idle-free bus carry the men's hockey teams, and we've had um, the number one car guy in Canada – who's uh, actually in this photo, uh, Al McPhee, who at the time was the chairman of the Canadian Automobile Dealers Association. He's uh, to this day, the honorary chair of the Children's Clean Air Network. But by and large, it really had to become a business. But there, there's a little bit of the backstory for you. Right. And in the business, I mean, we all have to be able to make money somehow, some way. You've done work already with um, several companies that I know of. Uh, successfully with your initial tour bus company out in the East Coast, how did you become the idle free guy? Like, you know, that's quite a reputation that you're trying to hold up. Yeah, so, well, really, you know, causes need spokespeople. They need, uh, a following needs somebody that, that they can identify with. So uh, I figured, hey, um, I'm going to become the guy who uh, knows a lot about this problem. And by the way, it's a problem, but it's also a very exciting opportunity um, 
for families and corporations across the U.S. and Canada, indeed around the globe, to save a lot of costs, right? But they need to identify with somebody, just like Safety Dog. You know, Safety Dog um, is synonymous with safety expertise um, and with your audience, right? Same here. So um, I had to become the idle free guy, and um, and that's pretty much it. Branding. It is branding. And before called the idle free guy, but before we lose people who uh, know that they can't be idle free 100% of the time, you have a way of saying it um, because you recognize that, uh, you know, people can't shut their trucks off, their cars off 100% of the time. How is it that you say that in the correct terminology? Well, it, it, we, we, we're all about positive engagement. We're all about driver engagement. So what we say is, hey, when you're parked and it makes sense, go idle free for our kids. Yeah, and so that's that, that's sense. Yeah. 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 When you're parked and it makes sense. And people go, well, when the heck is that? You'll know. <laughs> when you go through our training, you'll know. And yeah. people already intuitively know that they shouldn't be sitting for 20 minutes or half an hour outside their kid's school or their, their kid's hockey rink or what have you. But it's just not in front of them. It's just not, they're not aware. They're like me. I mean, I was green on everything else. I was turning the lights off in my house, you know, conserving water, yeah. mulching my grass. But when it came to idling, it was totally invisible to me. And then I realized what a big deal it was. And, uh, you know, to the extent, uh, there's another slide here, just in terms of the metrics on this, um, this is according to the U.S. Department of Energy-funded Argonne National Lab, University of Chicago. There's many different resources with serious um, research on idle metrics in industry as well as personal cars and trucks. It's about $22 billion across the U.S. and Canada, people running their cars and trucks for no benefit or non-productive idle you know, in a, in a company truck. So it's a big deal. I got to think $22 billion of waste annually. fuel annually, as you say, it's got to do something to um, our environment. It's a huge, it's a huge drag on our environment, Chris. And, and, and that's why we have all these towns and cities across the U S and Canada with anti-idling bylaws, which by, by and large are virtually unenforceable and our government fleets by and large are, uh, they're, they're idling a lot. And, um, now any fleet manager, this is where I want to get into a real life example here. Talk about the numbers for your audience. Um, so let's get into some specifics. Um, you were telling me, uh, off camera about, uh, you know, having a, a really um, animated conversation with a good friend about, uh, the numbers behind idle and any, anybody that, knows about the economics of idle who's a fleet manager with really good fleet data and has spent a little bit of time on the fleet data will understand that it is a big deal and uh, as an example um a large vocational fleet this is a real world example five thousand trucks their annual fleet fuel bill about 24 million a year and they idle uh in most cases about 50 percent of the time the engine is on wow it's for no it's for no productive reason. And we estimate that at about 3 million a year in fuel 
right from the bottom line. And then you've got the downstream costs. Fuel is probably the smallest cost avoidance metric in terms of all the costs from driver behavior of idling the vehicle when it's parked. And when it makes sense, we could probably cut back on 80 to 90% of this. We also, by the way, our company, uh, you know, uh, Go Green and uh, my teammates, we know very well about power takeoff. We know about the productive times to, to, run a, to, to run an engine. However, what drives fleet managers crazy like Howard here is when he's looking at his fleet data and, and he takes a look at these numbers and he understands, oh my God, this is, this is a big deal. How do we get drivers to transform their beliefs and their behavior? Well, at least some of our listeners, Ron, are in the long haul trucking industry. And right. You know, that's where a lot of uh, work that I do as safety is in the long haul trucking industry. And they are measuring already their idle time. They have, uh, they're measuring it. They've got it down pat, not down pat, I shouldn't say that, but they've certainly are aware of the cost of idle. And, you know, some, if there's a long haul driver listening to this right now, he might say, well, I'm not going to suffer uh, in the cold and not run my truck because my company didn't give me an APU or I'm not going to suffer in the heat and not run my truck. How, so long haul trucking is one part of what we're, you are trying to attack. Um, I right. Attack, wrong, wrong word. You're trying to work and educate people. Um, right. But even in in my industry, I know there's times that trucks don't need to be idled for nearly the length of time that they are. But you know that I'm in the class in my class eight industry, um, mostly going to the U.S. What would you say to those drivers? The very first thing I'd say to those drivers is I salute you. They've got one of the, you know. Long haul truckers, truckers in general, have one of the most de demanding jobs on the planet. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just not only is it tough to make to make a living at it um, and to be on, you know, the road as much as they are with all the risks involved. Uh, they're away from their families. You know, those trucks on the road away from home are like their, their room and bored away from home. So they've <laughs> gotta be comfortable. They've gotta be comfortable. So I'd be the first one, if I was out doing the same job and it was uh, 90 degrees in uh, Miami and uh, you know 98% humidity, I'd be one of the first people idling that vehicle if it wasn't equipped. It's, manage it's management's job to make sure that the driver is well equipped to idle as little as possible. So we understand that. However, there's also a big element of human control here. And this is where we say, you know, when the long haul trucker understands, and he'll know, intuitively, he'll know, you know what, there's a lot of times when it's like, you know, 55 Fahrenheit or 75, whatever, I don't need to be idling my vehicle in this instance. And if they had our training, they would really appreciate this. And they'd be able to really shrink that idle time Everybody would be happy. The other thing that would happen is they'd be idling their own personal vehicle a lot less. Because just like you, Chris, how did this open your eyes, you know? Yeah, and for the audience, I took this Ron's training about two years ago. I'm yeah. And 
um, I'm one of those guys, uh, being a truck driver in the past, I always showed up on time. And as a matter of fact, I'm usually a half hour, uh, sometimes an hour early. I live in Southern Ontario where traffic is horrendous and I hate being late for appointments. So I do a lot of work from my car. I fire up my laptop and, and uh, tether to the uh, cell phone and I work. So after I took your course, I probably reduced my idle time by greater than 50%, especially in those instances. Um, there was one time when I took Tina to uh, the doctor's appointment. I know it was during the summer and I still remember it because normally I would have sat there with the car running and the air conditioning on. But it happened to be a beautiful day and I turned off the damn car, opened up the windows and sat there working in absolute comfort when I didn't need to have the air conditioning on. Um, and I was going to say about the class eight trucks run, there are times I know when drivers go indoors, uh, they, they're not in their cab of their trucks. And for some reason they leave the truck running. Uh, you know, there's a belief system that, geez, if I shut my truck off, I, I'm wearing out the starter. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Same thing for a car. If you shut your car off, you're wearing out the starter. You know, I know you've got a comment because in the course you talk directly to that issue. Absolutely. And what we do is uh, we equip uh, fleet operators, uh, long haul truck operators, you name it, uh, uh, along with the, the drivers in their personal vehicles to really understand uh, what this means. Um, uh, there's, there's, three, there's three things that really flip the driver's emotional behavior switch on this. And I'm going to flip over to that right here, Chris. So here on this slide, what we've proven conclusively over the last couple of years, working with large fleets, um, many, many fleets and many, many uh, drivers and operators, 80% of the time, drivers will change their idling beliefs and behavior with effective messaging around three core values that we all universally share as drivers that we care about. And that's uh, the health and well-being of their kids. Uh, that could be school-age kids to a 90-year-old um, older uh, kid at home who's got lung disease. Uh, their cars. What does it mean to their cars? All this idle time, the effect that that has on their cars, their cash. When they understand. So in my training, as you've seen, I've documented how, hey, here I was, a super environmentally conscious guy, but when it came to idling, I was off the charts, like most people are, but they're not doing it consciously. And what I document in my training is how I saved an average of about 280 engine hours per year from my previous lifestyle, which adds up to about three grand in fuel over the course of uh, 10 years. I reduced all that wear and tear in my personal vehicles, increased their resale value, because as any... Um, Auto tech, service tech will tell you unnecessary idle is like hard city miles on a personal vehicle. And, and what it does to a class eight to a class six, it's unbelievable. Cummins, Detroit diesel, and you know, all you have to do is talk to the, the service guys in the shop at a class eight operation and they'll tell you what all this idle does to those vehicles. But it's all about understanding what are Idling our old beliefs and uh, around the idle myths. Idling is good. Restarts are bad. You know, 
know, we go through this in our training. In fact, no, restarts aren't bad at all. We've got the auto experts. We've got a leading car dealer as part and parcel of our training. And we go through all the different scenarios of why anybody would want to idle. And we blow out those myths. And one of the biggest ones for us guys, Chris, restarts are bad. You know, it's, it's totally false. This is back. Yes, that was true back in the 60s. Um, you know, pump and start, you know, but no, this, these are now finely tuned computers on wheels, fuel injected. They are engineered, whether it's a class eight truck in most cases to, um, a light duty car, or truck are engineered to be driven, not idled. Absolutely. And I know you can safely stop your car, turn it off. I, you know, one of the silly things that I try to do now is at a railroad crossing. It's one of the things where I look at it and I go, man, this is a long train. And if it makes sense, I'll turn my car off now. I'm not afraid of it not starting anymore. Um, back when I was a younger man, didn't have the same quality of car. And, and cars weren't built the same back then either. I wouldn't have stopped my car for fear of it not starting. Right, right. Well, you know, Chris, it's interesting because... Um uh, virtually every original equipment manufacturer, the manufacturers of the large long-haul trucks to the light-duty cars and trucks, every one of them, if you look inside your owner-operator manual, it will say, do not idle our technology for anything longer than a minute or two, and in many cases, 30 seconds. And in fact, the more you idle at colder temperatures, the worse it is for it. And I go through this in my training. Um, so it's just, we're really not, this isn't news. This is this is all buried in the OEM's, you know, um, manuals that everybody, it's buried in there. So nobody's really aware of it. Nobody's really effectively come out with a training certification branding program like we have. And by the way, this is the first to, to market. And uh, we're getting some rave reviews. We're working with some very large corporate fleets now. Right. And speaking of going to market, one of the uh, hopes that I know you have uh, for long haul trucking, because as I had mentioned already, they do a good job already of measuring. Um, they've often reduced significantly their idle time. But one of the things that they don't have is a, a commit, sorry, a certification that they are doing what is best for their companies and for the environment. What would you say to that? Well, it's a big opportunity uh, in terms of, um, yes, in terms of certifying. So having what, what operators are looking for is a systematic way to get their drivers engaged, get them systematically reducing idle over the long haul, no pun intended, um, and then measuring that, constantly keeping it down. But then these trucking companies need to often report to their big customers, whether it's a Walmart or a Loblaws or what have you, to say, look, this is how sustainable we are. These are our numbers on idle. This is what we're doing. So with our program, it's a way to systematically engage the drivers, train them, drive that idle down, certify the results, and then promote those results with a certification logo. I'll flip back here um, on their fleet vehicle. That is part of our program. If you 
if we're able to, you know, bring that idle time down. In most cases, we are. So uh, that that can do a couple of things. Um, it's not only going to make them look cut costs and look like heroes, but it's going to certify that they've reduced X amount of fuel from driver idling behavior. And, um, and by the way, this isn't just in the fleet vehicle. Uh, our philosophy is, and we've proven it time and time again, that this whole process begins with driver buy-in at home. So we really evangelize them on their personal vehicles. We do you know, talk more about the business aspects of idling metrics, but we really focus them on what this means to their kids, their cars and trucks, their cash. They flip a switch. They and, and when you come in and flip your behavior, you're idle free behind every wheel. That's at home and at work. So, but this is this all can uh, can be a very um, high profile uh, initiative that's celebrated. So when we did this big um, this big tour company here, they've been celebrated many times over as the idle free leaders and the. And the Idle Free Bus Company, it's helped win them government contracts, it's, it's earned them business, uh, employee affinity, and lots of public relations and media. So, Right. So I'm just going to flip back to the, the shared screen here and, and throw something at you that I, I'm sure most of our guests or our listeners know that uh, we have a conversation before we go live as to what the questions are going to be. But here's a question that I just thought of. And hopefully uh, we don't have to edit it out. <laughs> but are you looking? Sure. So first of all, the logo that you were talking about when you said there's a logo that companies can get, it's the logo that's on the back of the pickup truck, right? Correct. Correct. So if a, a fleet was to be certified as idle free, which means they've significantly reduced their idle time, they could get through your organization, they could uh, get these logos for their trucks um, and they could do a social media blitz and campaign and promote this to major customers. Is that what you're saying? That's part of our vision and that's part of our program, yes. And it's it's part of the whole training, certification, branding, you know, business engagement that we, we would do with that fleet, yes. Okay, and and are you looking for fleets to participate now? Absolutely, particularly um, the larger fleets who, and we we know that there's class eight leaders out there, Chris, okay, who have the resources. We know the smaller fleets are just trying to make a go of it day by day. They're, you know, they hardly have time to look at their data um, and what have you. The larger, more sophisticated fleets um, who already have driven down their non uh, required their non-operational idle time down to around six or ten percent. They're leaders. They're doing a fantastic job, but nobody knows. And th and they could be seen as leaders. We want to talk to those corporate fleets, and uh, we can tell tell them more about our program, our certification process, and uh, we'd love to hear from them and uh, and have a really good business conversation about what this could mean for their uh, their not only their bottom line but for their image. Uh, perfect. So. Uh, for the listeners, if somebody is interested, I'll have Ron's contact information below in the uh, notes for the uh, YouTube or, or podcast. Right, Ron? So, Absolutely. There, I just uh, flash that back up because that's the logo on the back of the pickup truck that your corporation could earn. So, um, 
Ron, I know that you've got a special gift for our listeners. We do. We do, Doug. And, uh, and that is that um, we have, as a public service for a limited time, we have put much of our content, including the lessons, the basic lessons on how to get your drivers uh, in your trucking company, your small trucking company, to, uh, hey, take a look at their own idling beliefs and behavior in their personal vehicles and flip the switch. So if, if your audience said, hey, we want our guys and girls to go to Idle Free for Our Kids on Facebook and go to our video section and start consuming those video lessons there, they, in most cases, just like Chris Harris Safety Dog did, they're going to go, oh, my God, I had no idea I was idling this much and what it meant to my kids and people I care about, the air quality, uh, exhaust pollution, so on and so forth, what it's doing to my car and truck, what it's doing to my cash. Um, we've got those lessons there for Safety Dogs audience to, uh, to take a look at and take advantage of. So have, uh, have those, uh, those drivers go through those lessons. So that's one thing. The other thing we're going to throw at you is the idle free calculator. So we'll put this as a link on your page as well, Chris. And that's where, um, so part of our, our training certification process for bigger fleets is where it's, it's on our own learning management system. But here, uh, what uh, folks will, uh, you know, this isn't readily available on Facebook, but we'll make it available to Dog's audience so that uh, drivers, after they've taken the lessons, will actually be able to go onto the idle free calculator and calculate all the different instances Minutes, hours, where they where they idle, what it adds up to, and fuel and CO two emissions. All right, perfect. And I'll put a link to that in the uh, notes below. Now, just idle free calculator. Uh, where did you get? Who helped you with that? Let's. Can we put a plug out there? Absolutely. A shout out to Ward Workington, our good buddy at Fleet Metrica, one of the leading uh, uh, fleet analytics uh, companies in North America. Uh, they are a strategic partner of ours, Go Greens, and uh, we're, we're so pleased to be working with them. They're experts on helping fleets understand what that ELD data is telling them about idle, and, uh, and we're working on some pretty cool stuff with Fleet Metrica to help fleets be able to manage that and, and drive those costs down. Perfect. Any other shout-outs that you need to make? Well, hey, I just want to shout out to uh, Chris Harris, Safety Doc, uh, because, um, you know, I know you're a big proponent of this, uh, of this whole idea. Um, and really, all it is, Chris, is it's in your wheelhouse. This is all about education and awareness and, and getting everybody on board. It's not about, hey, you're doing this bad, you're doing this wrong, what have you. When people really understand that the OEMs are behind this, the auto experts are behind this, it's just... Take a look at the numbers. And I know everybody wants to do the right thing today about the environment and certainly about costs. Take a look at this. And the more you, you the, the better educated you are, the more aware you are, uh, the better driver you will be. And it's going to be good for all of us. So it's, it's a big shout out to Chris Harris, because I know you, you've been a big fan of this. And we really appreciate that. Well, I've been a big fan because to me, it, it made sense. It, at first, when you know I met you, it scared the bejesus out of me, idle-free. You know, I can't go idle-free, but when you say idle-free when it makes sense, that's a totally different thing. 
and I know I've reduced my idle. Uh, my car is, I'm sure, in much better shape because I've reduced my idle, and I've got extra bucks in my pocket because I've. I think I think you calculated originally, as I recall, I think it was something about three hundred bucks a year. Because yeah. Chris, I was burning, I was burning two hundred eighty engine hours a year. I document how I what this added up to, and it was about three hundred bucks a year. Okay, over the course of ten years. That was $3,000. And people can take a look at my math. They can take a look at the methodology. And it, I think, will resonate with most people like it did with you. By the way, there's one other thing I'm going to mention. Because we talked about the logo and getting Idle Free for Our Kids certified yeah. on, a, on a big fleet or what have you. People go, hey, you know, if we put Idle Free, you know, a logo on our vehicle and the driver's caught idling, what happens then, right? Well, actually, what we've proven is that it's one of the best things that you can do. It's called, it's part of the idle free habit loop. So what happens is when the drivers get the training, just like human beings, all of us, it takes anywhere from 30 to 60 days to, to embed a new habit where it becomes what's called automatistic. It's automatic. You don't even think about it. And it, that takes anywhere from 30 to 60 days. So what happens is the drivers get the training, 80% of the time, they buy in, they love it, they go, oh my God, I had no idea, and then at a certain point, we, the, the fleet's certified, the logos go on, and then what happens is the driver is reminded every time he goes up to the vehicle, that's right, I'm an idle-free driver today, and the rare time that he forgets, the public says, hey, you guys are doing a great job on idling, but you forgot, oh, thanks, and becomes self-managing, it becomes part of the whole idle-free culture that the the fleet is now um, part of. So just wanted to kind of preempt that objection probably. So, <laughs> Well, thanks, Ron. I really want to thank you for appearing on the show today. And uh, I know our listeners got value from this. So, And all the links to contacting Ron, to the calculator, to the free um, videos on Facebook, the links will be in the show notes. All right, let me show... Uh, I see you just switched screens there, so there we go. That's right. For our corporate, so for our corporate, uh, our corporate friends uh, at the say the bigger class eight fleets, if they're interested, goidlefree.com. They'll find uh, they'll find a whole lot more information there. And for your uh, uh, for your other uh, listeners who um, are running a day to day business and just trying to get their drivers on board with reducing idle, we've put our lessons. Um, as a public service, and this is for the general public as well, on our Facebook page, Idle Free for Our Kids. I was going to say, and like sons and daughters can take this course as well from our listeners, right? Absolutely. Though, if you got three or four cars in the driveway, potentially you could be saving at least a thousand bucks a year in idle, right? That's just in fuel. <laughs> yeah. So, I would encourage everybody um, to, you know. If, if they know of somebody who drives and they want to educate them on idle, uh, this is a great way to do it. Well, Ron, again, I want to thank you from Halifax uh, and good luck promoting Idle Free. Uh, I know in my heart, as the world gets, you know, uh, more environmentally aware, I think, this is a cause that has to grow. Oh, it's, it's not a hard sell, Chris. It's not a hard sell. The guy with the fuel can there, Al McPhee, he's he's one of the top car guys in Canada. He could have cared less about this. And when he found out what, what he says, oh, my God, 
we got to get behind this. This is this makes perfect sense, not only for our business, but for the planet, for people, and for business. It's the triple bottom line. So there's 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 nothing not to like, you know. So yeah. let's let's go idle free for our kids. It's perfect. Thanks so much, Ron, for being on the show today. Thanks, Doug. We'll talk soon. Doug got it. <laughs>